This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 8, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. As President Obama couches his visit abroad as one of both jobs and trade, exports anyway, he does so as a president who doesn't have the best record on trade. Dan Griswold, director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies, says the president has a new opportunity with this Congress to burnish a new reputation as a free trade president. The focus of this election really was spending, debt, uh, to a lesser extent, I think, uh, Obamacare. Where did trade fit in as we looked at uh, this this most recent election? There were certainly a number of candidates in the 2010 election who tried to make trade an issue, starting with the president. You know, it seemed a stock line of every speech that he was complaining about, uh, I can almost quote it verbatim, Republicans who support tax breaks for U.S. companies that ship jobs overseas. It's a very complicated uh, issue having to do with the U.S. tax code. Uh, Of course, there are perfectly legitimate reasons why U.S. companies invest abroad. That's increasingly how they're reaching uh, their their customers. Uh, But the bottom line is that rhetoric didn't seem to resonate with voters. It was overwhelmed by these other issues you mentioned earlier. And also, there were a number of candidates who tried to make an issue out of trade, uh, mostly Democrats, but some uh, Republicans. And there, too, the, the, the takeaway is that it didn't seem to make any difference. In fact, uh, there were at least five very high-profile races in the industrial Midwest, uh, the Senate races in Pennsylvania, Ohio and Illinois, governor's races in uh, uh, Michigan and Ohio where the Democratic candidates accused their opponents of favoring trade agreements that were shipping jobs over to China and and elsewhere. All five of them lost. Uh, This is not to say they lost because they brought up trade, but I'm just making the point that it didn't resonate with the American public. They had more important uh, issues on their mind. President Obama, in his first two years in office, has held up trade agreements with uh, Korea and Colombia, and has slapped a tariff on products, some products coming out of China, and really, as, as trade goes, definitely is a, a shadow of the former Democratic president, Bill Clinton, when it comes to the trade issue. Yeah. It, isn't it interesting that uh, a lot of Democrats talk about uh, the Clinton presidency, at least economically, as a kind of golden era, Uh, when they seem to be running away, and they are running away from Clinton's uh, quite sensible trade policies. Including Hillary Clinton when she was running for president. That's right. She, uh, funny, she touted NAFTA when her husband was president, but uh, ran away from it when she was courting votes in uh, Cleveland and and Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, But that's right. But, you know, think think of what Bill Clinton accomplished on the trade front. He 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 got a Democratic Congress to pass NAFTA, mostly with Republican support, but with significant uh, Democratic support. Uh, uh, His trade representative, uh, Mickey Cantor, negotiated the final Uruguay Round Agreement, and he got Congress to pass that. He presided over uh, uh, permanent normal trade relations uh, for China, which ushered China into the WTO and really into the global economy. And that was one reason. There were other reasons, but that was one reason why uh, the U.S. economy did so well in the 1990s. Uh, Trade was expanding uh, significantly. By the way, the trade deficit was growing during that time uh, as as well. Unemployment was low. Uh, Things were good. The Goldilocks economy and trade was an important part of that story. You'd think uh, it wasn't that long ago. 
that our Democratic friends would uh, build on that positive aspect of the Clinton legacy. So President Obama has this opportunity now to work with a newly invigorated GOP controlling the House, larger numbers in the Senate. Presumably trade has a better chance to be expanded in uh, those two chambers. And President Obama maybe has a chance here to earn some street cred as a free trader. Yes, uh, good good point. One, one of the implications, a lot of them, but one of the implications of the, the 2010 elections is, I think, a, a somewhat brighter prospect for trade liberalization. It's just a fact that most Republicans tend to support trade liberalization. They like free markets. They listen to business. Most Democrats oppose it. Uh, and, and I think largely because of the influence of uh, organized labor, unfortunately, and President Obama has uh, has kind of played that that tune. The president, I think, in his heart and his head, he understands the benefits of trade. He has said positive things about trade, uh, doing very little to promote it, including the three uh, trade agreements. Uh, under President Bush, we signed uh, bilateral trade agreements with South Korea. Colombia and Panama. And all three of them are important for various reasons. The South Korea agreement is very significant commercially. Estimates are if we pass the agreement, it would increase U.S. exports by $10 billion a year. Uh, the president should be interested in that, seeing how he's launched the National Export Initiative, trying to double exports uh, over five years. The real holdup, uh, the president hasn't been that, hasn't done much to Pass them, but it's been the Democratic House that has bottled up these agreements. And I think the big shift is uh, of control of the House to Republicans. Virtually all the top Republican leaders are pro-trade. Uh, John Boehner, Eric Cantor, uh, uh, Presumptive Ways and Means Committee Chairman David Camp, uh, the Trade Subcommittee Chairman uh, Kevin Brady, they all have pretty strong trade records, and they're replacing Democrats that, uh, to put it mildly, don't have uh, very good trade records. So this would be a golden opportunity for the president and the new Congress uh, to work together to pass these trade agreements to, to tell the world that the U.S. economy is open for business. This would be good for jobs, good for trade, uh, good for the political atmosphere in Washington. Dan Griswold is author of the book, Mad About Trade. He is also director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies. You can get the book at cato.org.